Dusty Baker getting the axe as the manager for the Major League Baseball's Nationals of Washington. Also, the Disney Kids, the live-action show, is getting its first live-action gay character. And Ken Rock actually says, nah, he's not really running for Senate. Those three stories did not crack into the top ten for this week. They came very close. So what stories are actually in the top ten as voted on by you per the interactions online? We'll tell you about that in just a minute here on This Is Conversation's weekly wrap-up podcast. This is the podcast for the week ending October 28th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm your host for this podcast, a weekly wrap-up podcast from This Is A Conversation.com, where every week we go through the top stories and then some other stories that you responded to via our website and social media presence from This Is A Conversation. And what happens? We put out stories 24-7, all day, all night, all every days and all every nights. We put them out with links on Facebook, on Twitter, and our website. You react to them, you respond to them, you reply to them, and the ones that get the most reaction to them make it into the list of top 10 we discuss this, this talk about we discuss every week here on the podcast and we thank you so much for being a part of everything going on now if you're not following us online so you can't be a part of the competition and get into the competition it's very simple you just follow twitter at th underscore conversation follow on facebook at this is a conversation and online just go to this is a conversation.com that's the main home for our website and all the stories and extra things posted there as well now, this week's going to be a bit of an off week for what we have going on. Even though we've had a very, very great run of great guests to play our brackets game, we don't have one scheduled for this week. So we're going to use some of that time this week to talk about some of the improvements we've done in the podcast and some things you can do to interact with us on a daily and weekly basis, some extra things you can do with us that may actually be pretty beneficial to you. you could win stuff that's the big thing so we will have the top 10 list which will come up in just a bit and then after we go over some of the things that we've learned if you will we will have a lot of also rans a lot of stories that didn't make it into the top 10 list this week because we'll have a little bit of extra time to go through i may actually play the brackets by myself if the, the spirit moves me in the middle of the game but we'll see how that goes we had a pretty f- uh, very productive week this week last week was kind of a low week in actual stories this week we're back up to a pretty big number back up to let's see back up to 80 stories uh listed for the week to talk about in general and of course the first top 10 uh, right off the bat. So let's go ahead and get into the top 10 in reverse chronological order. These are the stories as they were voted on by you per your participation, per your engagement with them as they came up with very little manipulation this week whatsoever. Last week, we made some monster stories because some of the stories were monster stories. This week, none of that in our countdown for today. Now, let's start off with the number 10 story we had for this weekend. It is headlined, Pentagon finds 500 cases of military misconduct sanctioned senior officers. In the wake of the Harvey Weinstein scandal, and amazing enough, it took the takedown of a Hollywood fat cat to uh, bring about all sorts of uh, just out of the woodworks talks about sexual harassment and harassment in general in the workplace, and especially in entertainment. Now, this one, not so much entertainment, and this one, not so much a new thing. There are every so often popping up allegations of misconduct in the military. 
However, based on the light being shown on the Harvey Weinstein thing, a lot of cases obviously got rediscovered, reinitialized, and of course re-looked over in the last couple of weeks. Our, the Pentagon found there are 500 open cases at the moment of military misconduct, and they sanctioned many high senior officials for not doing enough, in some cases not doing anything to resolve them. Now, a lot of these cases are minor, if you will, although any case such as sex harassment isn't so much minor for the victim, but a lot of cases are very small and very just kind of routine incidents that have been reported but have not been escalated to the proper channels to have the resolution. So someone complains about someone out in the field somewhere, that paperwork is essentially sitting in some bin somewhere and not being reviewed by a commander, not being reviewed by the people to send down whatever reprimand or whatever resolution there is because we know there are some cases that are false. That does not diminished any of the real cases out there and that does not excuse anyone for doing anything sexually harassment like or wrong but these cases need to be worked out the pentagon's looking at 500 cases just kind of sitting there and they want something done immediately of course their hands are tied with plenty of other things right now so it's hard to take care of everything all at once Going to the nine story, and that, of course, uh, continues on this narrative. The headline, Megyn Kelly calls out Bill O'Reilly's claim that no one formally complained about him at Fox News. This story gets a jump of about 2.86% in response. That, that's how many more people responded to this one, the number nine, than the number ten. Megyn Kelly, of course, famous for saying that she had some issues with some certain male people, including Roger Ailes, over at Fox News, leading a big chunk to her leaving uh, Fox News and going somewhere else. NBC News happened to win that sweet stakes, although the ratings-wise, you may think they're not such a winner in the case. However, Bill O'Reilly's been in the news because of all the sexual harassment talk. Uh, we learned last week that Bill O'Reilly settled a case on his own for $32 million with someone who claimed sexual harassment at Fox News in the workplace. He took it out of the hands of Fox News and paid the woman $32 million to essentially be silent. So because it was settled out of court... There is no more talking about who was involved in what happened. However, a few months later, Bill O'Reilly signed a new contract with Fox News, a very big contract. And in the verbiage, there was talk about if they ever found out about any sort of sexual harassment issues, any sort of claims to pop up again, they could terminate him essentially at that point. And that's what they did when they found out just so many things about Bill O'Reilly and his actions in the latest iteration they essentially just fired him off the bat, and there was a lot of talk about that not being fair, including from Mr. O'Reilly. We find out in his contract, which he signed, that paid him lots of money, it was already there and already lined out. So something to basically keep Fox News uh, less liable for what goes on in Bill O'Reilly's house, if you will, and something to hopefully keep Bill O'Reilly in check. It didn't. They did. They're done with each other, and now Bill O'Reilly says that uh, he's having a hard time getting new employment, being on a new network because no one wants to deal with the liability. And nobody at Fox News actually complained. And so Megyn Kelly released an email she sent at the time complaining about Bill O'Reilly and his actions. What did Bill O'Reilly do to sort of fight this back? He released two thank you cards that he received from one, Megyn Kelly, and two, Gretchen Carlson, uh, for thanking him for, I believe they were for baby shower gifts, thanking him for being such a great colleague and blah, 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 and for the gift and whatever. You know, the basic things you are told to do because some book 
written 80 years ago said you must write thank you notes to everyone. So that's what they did, and that's his proof that Megyn Kelly is sort of BSing this because she thanked them once, even though she said she complained once. However, the claim that no one ever complained about Bill O'Reilly is disputed pretty quickly by Megyn Kelly. Going to the number eight story for this week, the headline, Trump holding back some JFK files, releasing 2,800 others. This one gets a response jump about 16.6%. A few days ago, as this is taping, actually yesterday as this is taping on Thursday, uh, a 25-year hold on a batch of documents dealing with the JFK assassination was going to come up. And a few weeks ago, they began talking about Mr. Trump's ability to let it go. He has a chance to basically turn it off, extend it, or do whatever from the date. Now, he sort of falsely said he's releasing these things. That's not exactly what he actually did. He allowed for the rule 25 years ago that said in so much time, the, the, the Pentagon, the FBI, the CIA had a chance to redact anything that was really pressing and keep it out of the hands, but the rest of it goes to National Archives in 25 years. Trump just said, sure, let's go ahead and do that. Now, what Trump was a little upset about after this grand announcement of this thing that he did that he didn't really do was that the CIA and FBI and many people in the State Department went through even to the final hours asking for things to be redacted still. So after 25 years of having the chance to edit their paper, the kids were still late on getting their homework at the last minute. Trump was upset about this. He gave them six more months to kind of go through it one more time to really actually plead a good case. So we expect to have more documents released in six months. The most damning things, we'll see what happens. But plenty of new issues for people who are conspiracy theorists to think that there's a lot more going on out there. We've learned in the last, so far, 24 hours that these things, not even 24 hours have been released, uh, a lot of interesting things, a lot of things that tie some loose ends, and a lot of other fringer conspiracy theories, theories that lived actually inside the administration and some things the Russians even thought. Russians thought that this was a retaliation, and so there you go. But we have nothing that's really a smoking gun uh, to, to tell us, oh, yeah, this thing was a cover-up, this thing was heat real. We will find out hopefully more in six months and then hopefully put it to bed. Probably never. That's the way I see that one. Going to the number seven uh, story, and it's actually related to the number eight a lot. 11.9% jump, about 12% jump in response to FBI docs reveal disturbing details about Sandy Hook shooter. Now, the FBI has released some information based off a uh, Freedom Information Act request uh, from some reporters on their studies on the Sandy Hook shooter, uh, Adam Lanza. Now, we don't want to really go back and dig it really deeply into the whole story. We know the sad story of the young man who shot his mother and then went to a school and shot up a bunch of elementary kids. But we do know that there is some very, very, very deep, dark, disturbing issues going on in the young man's head. As I said, I don't want to go really deep into it because it really are really deep and dark things that they found out about Adam Lanza. But uh, you can look up the headlines online and see what it went with that. The FBI releasing these things because uh, Freedom of Information Act asked for the documents and details among the background and the history and what was going through the mind of the young man. And it was pretty appalling. To, to, to say otherwise. 
Going to the number six story, and this one hits a little too close to home because it hits close to my actual home. It gets a 4.2% jump in reaction from the seven story. Two killed at Grambling State University, and when we put this out there originally uh, the morning it happened, shooter at large. Two days ago, uh, during a after a argument in a dorm room on Grambling State University, a university north central, Ar- north central Louisiana, I should say. It's about five, six miles away from where my parents live right now. Um, and I'm very familiar because I went to school about 10 miles away from that school at Louisiana Tech, Uh, there was a shooting in the courtyard outside. Apparently there was an argument going on in the dorm rooms between a student and one of his friends that lived lived in the area locally that was hanging out for homecoming and another student. Uh, Things escalated. Things got weird. They went outside. There was a shooting. Two men found dead in the courtyard. This morning, they picked up the man they believe responsible for the shooting. Uh, ever, the the involvement was they knew each other from school and just got into an argument, got heated, and one man just took it a bit too far, if you will. That man, another student, a freshman from St. Louis, uh, is in custody right now, and they made sure to state that this was not an act of terrorism, so no one actually plotted this. This was not an act of random shooting, so it wasn't someone just going off and taking off, uh, blowing off steam or doing whatever in this incident. There was some sort of back and forth, some sort of knowledge of the people, familiarity between at least the two students uh, in going to classes and being on campus, and an argument that just went too far turned into a deadly deadly incident with bloodshed as one student fires a gun and kills another student and his friend who was visiting for the homecoming this weekend. Extra security is around the campus for this weekend as they're expecting the big homecoming celebrations to happen for this weekend. We jump now to the number five story of the week. That story has a express jump of 10.2% from reaction to the number six. Justin Timberlake announces he is performing at the 2018 Super Bowl halftime show. Now, if you remember, many, many years ago, there was a halftime show that was actually headlined by Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson's on a big, big reco- uh, big uptake right now. She's on a, a tour uh, after, of course, stopping that tour to have a baby. But she is resurging as a big name on the tour scene right now. So Janet Jackson would be a great person to have to come back to the Super Bowl halftime show. However, she is banned because of the quote-unquote wardrobe incident. Janet Jackson, who was rumored to be uh, dating Justin Timberlake at the time, had a had a uh, a show performance uh, with um, one of um, Timberlake's songs, which has a line, I will have you naked by the end of the song. There you go. Uh, so at the L's, the last, the final song of the set, in that set that was on TV for everyone to see, uh, Justin Timberlake was supposed to pull down a thing uh, off Janet's, it's, I can't even explain it, he basically pulled a strip on off of Janet's top that she was wearing, and she was supposed to have on like an underbra or some pasties or something. He actually pulled the whole thing off. Her boobs are on TV. Many people worried about the fines that could have happened because every single TV station airing the Super Bowl was on the hook for any fine coming down the line, plus CBS for putting on the air, blah, 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 blah. Nipplegate became a thing. Janet Jackson was banned, even though Justin Timberlake did the act from the Super Bowl activities. But now Timberlake is back. So there are rumors about and whether Janet Jackson will be snuck into the show as well. We will find out. As we know from the last couple of iterations of halftime shows, there has been a headliner, 
plus many, many other and some very surprising special guests into the show. I remember the year that Katy Perry was the headliner, and when Misty Elliott came out there, it was like, well, forget Katy Perry. Misty Elliott runs the Super Bowl show. Bam. So we'll see how that runs out in a few months as the Super Bowl, as the football season, uh, getting into week seven, I believe, here. February is the target for our Super Bowl. Number four story for this week. This one gets a very big jump, 50%, 53.7% to be exact, from the number five story. Sears and Whirlpool split after 100 years. The Sears Corporation, which is now Sears and Kmart, is going through some serious issues uh, after being the leader in sales for decades, for, for, for almost uh, centuries plus. Uh, the times are changing, the Amazons are changing things, and the old catalog ways Sears did and the old store ways that Sears is still trying to do isn't working quite so well. What's happening here is Sears and Whirlpool are divorcing, per se. Whirlpool still exists. Whirlpool is still one of the top manufacturers of appliances in the nation, if not the world, but they will no longer be a staple at any Sears outlet online or in person. So without the selling power of these great appliances, it's going to be hard to get people to come into Sears to buy some major things. Not many Sears stores are still around. In fact, we had a story about two weeks ago about Sears Canada, all of Canada, being shut down immediately. Uh, So we'll see how long Sears as a brand survives, Sears and Kmart as a brand survives, as Sears gets a very, very, very big blow losing a very big uh, manufacturer that they had a chance to keep selling and keep making money off of without Whirlpool in the mix, we will see. The number three story, not much of a jump from the number four story, only about uh, a half of a percent, to be honest. Uh, But this one is kind of weird because another story of another manager did not quite crack the top ten. We talk about Dusty Baker. We'll talk more about him in a bit. But Joel Girardi, the manager for the Yankees, did make the top 10, and he's the number three story for the week. Now, George Girardi is a, a longtime Yankees um, player, a longtime Yankee uh, be-arounder. Uh, the Yankees like to hire family, like to hire people that are have been in the business and have been through the Yankee family at some point in time. George Girardi, just another line of managers who spent some time playing for or working with the Yankees. After the season they had this year, in fact, they were actually in the hunt for the World Series, made it to the playoffs, but didn't quite make it all the way. Even came back from being down uh, 0-2 to tie up the series and almost make their way into the World Series. Didn't quite turn the key on that one. Uh, Brian Cashman, the general manager of the uh, Yankees, decides it's time for its new leadership to maybe turn things around a little bit. Joe Girardi is out. Now, who will come in? Who really knows at this point? They're all kind of open. But as we said, the Yankees like to pull people from the family. So it's a rumor that they like to ask Don Maddenly, a longtime Yankee, who they've had chances to hire as a manager before, but have balked on. Maddenly is now the manager for the Miami Marlins, doing very well with a team there with less talent but a lot of youth. And now that the Yankees are owned by a former Yankee and a pretty big Yankee in itself, being Derek Jeter, he part of the ownership group there, We'll see whether there will be some family connections that will allow Madeline to leave one part of family and go to a new old part of family or whether they'll just battle that one out as well. Number two story for this week goes to Chicago. This one gets another massive jump, about 78.4%. Medical examiner says Kanika Jenkins died from exposure and her death was an accident. Months ago in Chicago, a young lady was found in a freezer in a hotel, a young black lady, if that means anything. Now we're finding 
it doesn't really mean that much. There is plenty of talk about how this young lady got in this freezer, what happened to her in the incident, and the rallies of support for this one story, a story that could have just kind of been a blip on the radar and gone away, was amazing. People came out in droves to support the family at the loss of this young lady in her life and to help them go on. Now the medical examiner has said, and he's pretty much put the hammer down on this one, that she died not from being killed and stuffed and hidden in the freezer. She died from exposure. She essentially got locked into the freezer. No one still knows how that happened, but because she was locked into the freezer, she died from exposure to freezing. So it was not, it was a pretty horrific death, but we do have an answer to what happened in this one. I'm not sure you can say it's called closed. The family still would rather like to know how she got in there, but we do know that she was died when she died. It wasn't from any sort of trauma. It wasn't any sort of um, violent incident, but she did die from the exposure in the freezer. And the number one story is an odd one for this week. It's a carryover story that had enough juice to get it into the lower tens last week, and then over the weekend and early part of the week, it just seemed to pick up a lot of life. This one, yes, has a 1,046% jump from the number two story. And this was the second shooting in less than a week at Virginia State University's campus. Now, last week, a bit of an explanation on making it a super story. We added the first shooting and the second shooting together, and that just added the numbers to it. The second shooting, uh, or let's say the first shooting, essentially made it into the top ten on its own. We added the second shooting since it had just happened literally hours before we went to taping the podcast, so we wanted to make sure it was relevant and didn't come through as something that was missed. It was going to be talked about in the talk, so we just made them both a part of the story. So we added the two at the time and went from there. This number does not include the first shooting. This is just a story on the second shooting happening on Virginia State University campus early Friday morning. That shooting, um, no, there there was a, I'm, I'm, now I'm confused, I don't have the notes in front of me. One shooting was happened the week before at a homecoming event, oddly enough. This shooting happened in the middle of the night, around 2 in the morning, just on a normal Friday in this case. So the second shooting having a, a massive amount of response online over starting from early Friday through the weekend and Monday or so coming to the top story for this week. And yes, 1,046% times higher percentage of response to it than the number two story this week over the number 80 story, the, the lowest story we had this week in the countdown, 170,750 times more response to that story than the other one. Oh, by the way, the number one story also was 4,781% higher than the number 10 story this week, which was the Pentagon and its misconduct cases that found 500 of those being worked out right now. So those are your stories, a very massive story. That's not exactly... I don't believe that is the highest response the story we've had. I'm sure one of the hurricanes were more responded, and we've been doing this since March, so I'll have to go back and take a look. But we will see how this goes. This one, a very, very, very interesting number one, because like I said, it came in very late in the Friday rankings, or very early, if you will, Friday. So it came in late into the week's rankings and stuck around very long all the way to this week. Obviously, it won't make it till next week because it happened last Friday, and so timeline won't make it happen. But this one picked up a lot of steam and basically stuck the whole week. 
as we say every week and very often, you get a chance to pick these stories. So for some reason, you were very enthralled in the shooting at Virginia State University, and that's why it was there, and that's why all the top ten stories were here for this week. And that happened because you saw it in our social media feeds or on our website. On social media, look for TH underscore conversation. For Twitter, for Facebook, we are This is the Conversation. And, of course, make sure we're set to show up in your feed regularly at our main website, thisistheconversation.com. Look for the stories as they show up there. Respond to them, like them, love them, give comments, share them with plenty of people, and we'll get more people in the conversation, number one, and we know which stories you actually resonate with throughout the week. Coming up this week, we won't play the brackets, but we'll do a bit of house cleaning and talking about some changes that have happened in the last couple of weeks for the podcast and some things we're expecting to do in the next upcoming weeks and tell you how we can help you win some more stuff inside of the conversation like that. So coming back in just a bit from thisistheconversation.com. The Conversation Survey panel is alive, it is well, and it needs your input. We need you to give input to various people who want input. They are retailers, they are politicians, they are municipalities, uh, they are just groups of folks that want to know what you have going on. We're, they're looking for ideas, looking for opinions, and they're looking for you. And they've contacted us to help get to you. Now, we want to make sure they get to you, and we don't want you to be frustrated in the process. We know there's a lot of different other companies and groups out there that do online surveys. However, we also know that there's only a few of actual companies that control them. Many of them are subsets of subsets of subsets that essentially are the same guys with different colorings on their websites. And many of them are shooting the same surveys from the different companies to you in different batches and making you requalify every single time they want to get you into their pool. We don't do that. We qualify you essentially once. Once you put in the first survey to get into the panel, you're qualified. If we send you a survey, we're going to pay you if you do it. It's just like that. Now, yes, we do send out free surveys here or there asking for bits of information, and we do send out information that sort of quantifies a certain groups into certain places uh, to target some different types of surveys. We do do that as well. But we send them out as separate surveys for you to optionally do or not do. If we send you a survey that says there's a dollar amount attached to it and you fill it out and within the about a week of the closing of the survey, we'll send you money directly via PayPal. So we'll pay you directly. It's not going to be massive amounts of money, but we know that you like to know your opinion is heard, and the fact that we're paying you for that opinion, that should make you feel pretty good about being heard in that opinion. So give us a shot. Go to thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel, thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel, and join today. It's a quick survey. We'll put you in, and pretty soon you'll be seeing surveys in your inbox that could get you paid real money. We'll get back to the news stories in just a bit. We'll talk more about some of the stories that didn't quite make the top 10, especially 
the big quick ones, the top five or to 15, should say, right outside the top 10. Plus, we'll get through a larger than I expect list of people we've lost this week and some other ones in just a bit. But today, we're going to go through a very quick recap of some things that have happened inside of our podcast, inside the whole operation. Some housekeeping is basically the way I teased this. So, this is going to take a little bit of time just going over some things that we are doing, we have done, and we hope to do in the future. Hopefully you will like it. If you don't, you can always give us responses by going to the website, thisisaconversation.com, and uh, sending us feedback there or just replying back via our social media. Reply back through our Facebook and our Twitter feeds, and we'll shoot you something back as quickly as we get the response and as quickly as we process it and let you know. Now, the biggest thing we've added to the list is every single week, although it's hard to really advertise it at this point. We hadn't figured out how to put it into the normal part of the promotions. We update the top 10 list into a survey. In fact, the first week we did this, we had that that massive top 12 list, so we did 12 items. And every week you can go into our website at thisisaconversation.com slash rankings. And before we even tape the interview most times, we basically have the top 10 ready. We go ahead and set up the rankings for the top 10 for that week, and you can go ahead and check it out early. Then we'll promote it on social media a few times. And, of course, inside of the the post we put out for our our new podcast episode on the website. But if you go to just on a regular basis, Friday early morning, middle morning, you say, to late afternoon, it's usually there. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash rankings, and you'll get the top 10 of that week in the same top 10 order. You can put them in whatever ranking you'd like them to be in, whatever you think is your top story of the week. That way you can sort of play the brackets with us. And towards the end of the week, end of the weekend, we'd say we'll basically go through the listings of people who've played and put some of the favorite ones into a drawing. Now, how we do this sort of varies every single week. A lot of times we look for the, the stories that have the most top, no, most number one spots, and the people that most people move to number one, we'll pick people from there for the drawing and then go from there. Or sometimes we have sort of a quote-unquote mystery story. If you do rank that story in a certain spot, we will pick you out and try to get you into the drawing for what goes on there. We hope this to be another interactive and another popular feature of the conversation. So, Check it out, see if you like it, see what we can do about that. It is the rankings game or the rankings or whatever. We take a long time to figure out what to call things here. It is at thisisaconversation.com slash rankings pretty much all the time. And we will wrap up the rankings usually Sunday, Monday, give it the full weekend to go through with the full iterations of promoting the podcast. We stop promoting the podcast on Mondays from the weekend. And then we'll figure it out Tuesday, Wednesday, how we're going to do the gift card from there. Right now, just for $10 gift cards, just to get some general response, we'll get some specifically good things coming up in the new year as this thing evolves. But for a chance to win a $10 gift card every single week, and if you put in every week you're eligible, just go to thisisaconversation.com slash rankings and rank your listing of the top 10 stories of the week. Of course, this segment right now is usually home for someone playing the brackets. It's where we have a spot for an interview with someone who is in the news, newsmaker type person, or someone who does news type stuff, uh, journalist type people who are always in the news and in the know. And we talk to them about their projects and, of course, get their thoughts on the stories we have for that week. This week, we didn't get one scheduled in. I didn't try to push it very hard as the week went on because I figured it'd be a great time for some housekeeping. And turned out that when I thought that, we went really long on the top 10 again. So brevity has not been our, our, 
our friend in at least for this podcast. So hopefully we'll improve in future podcasts getting back on track. But what we do want you to know is that if you have a specific person that you'd like us to interview, or if you are a podcaster or a news person who listens to the podcast and like to get in on the brackets yourself, it's just a matter of making contact, reaching out and saying, hey, can I play the brackets? I'll pretty much let anybody play the brackets at this point, uh, but we are scheduling plenty of people, podcasters uh, that I've encountered over the last uh, couple of years or so, just listening to them, interacting with them in various groups, and just people who are just generally interesting as well. We hope to get my friend Jay Jackson in, who was our first person to play the brackets when we released it back um, I think it was quite March when we did this podcast, but we'll I guess we'll see when we release the the actual brackets listing. Uh, he has a pretty big comedy show coming up here in Little Rock where he is going on hiatus. He's making sure we know he's not retiring. He's taking a break to go handle some other business for a little bit, and the hiatus is not really determined on how long it's going to be. But he's got a big comedy blowout coming up in a few weeks, and I plan on being there just to laugh my butt off. But we'll let him talk about that and talk about just being a very informed, very uh, well-connected brother in just information. Like I, like we joked about in our interview, he stole the job that I had doing news on the popular morning show here in Little Rock. And, and while we joke about that, he's very well-knowledged, very well-versed, and very into what's going on and tuned to what's happening in the world. So we have folks like that. Hope to get some more comedians in as well. Although I've learned from interviewing comedians that some of them really aren't as keen on on picking up on things as the big ones you think they are. You know, a heckler pops up with something, they just jump on something. Some of them really can't do much more than do their act. So it's hard to find a comedian who really is in tune to the actual news scene and isn't just looking for the jokes but can pull the joke and actually pull the information and get what's why the, why the joke is funny. So we'd like to get more comedians on, and Jay wants to help me out with that, but we're having sometimes finding the right comedians, and scheduling is also weird. Comedians don't like mornings, and we do this thing, tape it in the mornings. Along with that, it's pretty much a simple endeavor. We need more of your interaction because we always need plenty of interaction with the folks out there. So we ask you again to share this podcast. Subscribe, number one. Make sure you subscribe to it so you don't miss out on the podcast that comes through. Uh, subscribe to the website if you'd like to. You'll get emails with some stories that pop through. And, of course, follow us on social media because those are where the big numbers come from. We tally them all up at the end of the week or beginning of the Friday, I should say. And we throw them into the, the the big spreadsheet. It gives me a rankings, and that's how I get to talk about what stories are top, what stories are not, and what stories to talk to with our guests that do the Brackets game. So with that said, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook, TH underscore conversation on Twitter. Facebook, look for This is a Conversation. Share it with friends. Share it with family. Share it with as many people as possible. And make sure you make sure you stay interactive. I know I doubled up that make sure there, but make sure you stay interactive with, with us. Check out the rankings game. Check out the special features we have on our website. Follow some of our sponsors that we have our website to keep things going here. And a really big thing you can do, and we already had just some, uh, the bump for it, the advertiser for it, but uh, check out the conversation survey panel. If you really think your ideas should matter more, we want to make sure that you get a chance to tell them to people who really are looking for bigger ideas. And the big thing is we're going to pay you a couple bucks here or there to do that. So check that out as well. Coming back. We're going to talk about a couple news stories that didn't quite make it into the top 10 and wrap this whole thing up for this Friday from 
the weekly wrap-up podcast from thisisaconversation.com. This week's prime sponsor for our podcast is York Photo. And everyone takes photos because just about everyone has a smartphone. Not everyone, just about everyone has a smartphone, which is, of course, a high-powered computer, a high-powered video camera, and just a regular snap camera. Plus, it's your calculator, it's your it's your calendar, it's your photo album, and, of course, every so often it's something you actually use to have a conversation with a person with. However, one thing it doesn't do very well is the photo part allow you to carry your photos and your memories offline off the phone it's one thing to always have your phone with you and to easily swipe through about 20 30 40 50 60 pictures to see something to show someone something that's related to them without going through all the things you've gone through in the past couple days it's something else to easily hand them a piece of something to see what was commemorated and york photo is a place that can make that happen now there are a zillion places that you can go through and use your photos, but we think York Photo is a top key place to go because, trust me, I've been using this company since before the cell phone craze happened, back when I was taking all just regular pictures with a camera that had film developed. York Photo was my prime source for developing and for creating all the gifts I needed to go with along with that, that being mugs, that being canvases, that being blankets with your face on it. Yes, you can have a blanket with your face on it. You can make calendars. You can make postcards. You can do all sorts of things. York Photo has been doing this for years. They've been in the business for a long time doing this stuff, not just a fly-by-night company that came around because all of a sudden we can do it digitally. They did it back in the actual analog film days and they keep doing it and keep doing it well right now we have a great deal for you with york photo so we need you to stop by our website to hit the link to click to it it is this is a conversation.com slash york photo this is a conversation.com slash york y-o-r-k photo and you can get a great deal for getting your photos off your phone and onto physical things make them into pillows make them into blankets make them into mugs make them into calendars make them into actual prints you can put into a photo album imagine that york photo is your place to take care of all your needs for all your photos in the real world 3d touchable photos so see if they can do great things for you like they do great things for me and have been doing great things for me for over 20 years it's york photo with a great deal for you visit our website this is a conversation.com slash York Photo, or just click on the sponsors tab and you'll find them right there. So I gave myself a pretty big goal with not a lot of time to cover it, so we're going to do our best to get it in and keep the time constraints that we gave ourselves. As we mentioned before, and I actually didn't say it in our updates, we're trying to make this more radio-friendly. We have some possible deals where we can put this out on the radio, and so we have to make sure things are segmented and consistent in time, which is why we had a second segment instead of the brackets, even though we didn't have an interview today, to make sure that we stay on task. So staying on task and running out of time very quickly, let's get into the 15 or at least the 11 through 15 stories that didn't quite make it into the top 10 for this week. Starting off at number 11 in the tease, we talked about Dusty Baker. It 
barely missed jumping into the top 10 this week. Dusty Baker was the first manager in Major League Baseball out of a job as the Washington Nationals once again underperformed when it got towards the end of the season. Dusty Baker is a legendary figure in baseball, uh, but apparently even he can't make this team can't live up to his potential. Dusty Baker out of a job in Major League Baseball. I'm sure he'll get a job pretty quickly doing something. Meanwhile, we go to the Disney Channel and Cyrus on Andy Mack, a TV show on Disney Channel. I obviously, I honestly have not seen because right now I'm in a transition phase where my kids, my oldest kid's in his 20s and doesn't care about Disney Channel anymore. My youngest kid is only five and wants to watch a lot of Disney Junior, so the live action stuff isn't really on our radar. But a show on there now called Andy Mack has, which is their basic formula, a bunch of kids doing a bit kid stuff, has a character named Cyrus that in the next season, the second season, he will come out as gay and will be their first all-time gay character, if you, for lack of a better uh, term. So he'll be the first you know, openly gay character as a main character for our show. We'll see how that works out for Disney. Kid Rock says he is not running for Senate. He officially made that announcement on the Howard Stern Show sometime last week. So all the talk he had about running for Senate, I don't know if it was a stunt or a lie, but apparently it's not happening, period. Actress Heather Lynn joins the scores of women who are saying they were accosted, sexually harassed by famous people. The famous person she was harassed by was President George Herbert Walker Bush. She has... uh, she is accusing him of groping her, touching her inappropriately at a screening of a show. And the show has escaped me right now, but it's a Netflix show uh, that she was a part of. And then there was a group picture of the, the Bushes and the cast members. And she's standing sort of in front of him and he's sitting in his wheelchair as he's been in, in for the last uh, years, a couple of years or so. And he reaches over and, you know, instead of like just kind of putting his arm around her waist, kind of grabs her under the skirt. She is not the only person who said this has happened to. Apparently, George Bush has been doing some of these things in this last couple of years. Some are saying maybe a little bit of dementia is coming in and he's starting to slip a bit. But actress Heather Lynn officially jumped on the Me Too bandwagon by outing former President H.W. Bush. The number 15 store for this week is Taco Bell, who is testing in some markets across the nation the Kit Kat Chocoladilia. That is essentially a... um, a chocolate taco without the ice cream in it. So if you're a fan of chocolate tacos or Kit Kats or things like that, and you think Taco Bell is just getting really, really gross with their weird food, then you can take this on any way you want to if your market has one. Little Rock is actually a pretty big market for testing in a lot of foods in a lot of places. found that out from talking with some restaurateurs here and some chain folks here. But we apparently don't have the Kit Kat thingamabobber, and I'm kind of happy about that. So we're running out of time, so I'm going to quickly go through some people we lost this week. We lost Fats Domino at the age of 89. We lost actor Robert Guillaume from Soap, from Benson, from Sports Night. Rafiki from The Lion King, he died uh, this week at the age of 89. We lost a prominent journalist in Russia, news radio journalist who was going after the Going after the uh, the Russians, the big oligarchs, the folks in charge, she was found stabbed in her home. This is the second such incident happening in the last couple of months, but a Russian um, journalist found killed in her home, maybe for saying a little bit too much. We also lost Pete, uh, Paul Welts, Welts. I'm sorry. He's commander of the first Challenger space shuttle mission, died this week as well. And former Marilyn Manson guitarist Scott Berkowitz, who known as Daisy by all those out there who are big fans, died this week as well. Losing those folks very hard for us uh, in society. Now, a couple of other stories to get into before we get 
out of time. We also had this week Senator Jeff Flake announcing he was not running for re-election uh, and in the process outing Donald Trump for a lot of really bad, dumb things he's done. He spoke on the floor of the Senate, um, giving a long diatribe on why we cannot stand up to this, which goes along with the words said by Senator Bob Corker, who's also not running for re-election with all the things that Donald Trump has not done very well. It's amazing when you say you're not running for a job anymore, how free it is you are to say things you want to say, especially when you blame the reason why you can't keep working is the guy that's getting away in your way is doing what he does to get in your way. Donald Trump, not to get off Trump, Trump too quickly, but Donald Trump also continued his fight uh, with the widow of David Johnson, the sergeant who died in Niger uh, about four weeks ago. And the the fight actually is taken to the widow because the widow has gone on the air on record saying that she agrees 100% with the account that the representative who was in the car listening on the cell phone gave that Donald Trump wasn't all that good at giving the response to her husband's death. He She says he didn't know her name, he stumbled on the thing, and he just didn't have a good tone. Donald Trump says he recalls the conversation much better than anyone else in the car, and he said the soldier's name over and over from the get-go. So there you go. ESPN has canceled a show called Barstool Van Talk. It's a show that was based off the Barstool Sports brand, a brand known for misogyny and sexism, after being basically blasted by one of their prominent female reporters who says that Barstool Sports is misogynistic and sexist and, of course, went after her a few times. The show canceled after one trip. And one more thing on Trump. We got, got to see some emails into the building of the test walls and all the haphazard process and the confusing issues getting that thing done. The wall basically done by the, the deadline today, so the prototype is up, but we got to see just how chaotic the process of building a wall we really don't need has been for the people trying to make that happen. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We are out of time once again, so the best thing to do is subscribe so you don't miss out on next week and to follow us on social media so you can vote in what happens and just be prepared for another great week of conversation via thisisaconversation.com. <laughs>